0: Good morning, Cleveland. I'm not here with my co-host, Jack. I'm actually here with a worldwide superstar. I'm here with Mark Sessler. Mark, how are you?
1: Doing great. Doing great. Glad to be here with you.
0: Thank you very much for your time.
1: Sure, absolutely.
0: Uh, how are you finding London?
1: It's been amazing so far because, you know, we're from the States, I've only been here uh, recently, a couple of years ago, and it was for a Jaguars-Bills game, and we were worked kind of end-to-end, and we really didn't see the city. This time around, we've gotten out a little bit at night, um, gone to some pubs, been out to some restaurants, and the the weather has been perfect. They always talk about, oh, it's going to be raining the whole time. It's been superb, so we've had a great stay. We're still here for five or six more days.
0: Okay, excellent. And uh, what's your favourite drink in London so far?
1: Um, I've had a couple of different beers. There was some sort of India ale that I had okay. that I that I enjoyed. Okay, but good. you know I'm not too I'm not too hard to please on the beer front, so Okay, good, good.
0: And yeah, tell all your friends in America the weather's good in England, yeah?
1: It's been great. Yeah. Okay, good. It's been good. sort of LA ish weather so far, so yeah. you're
0: really sun in London to us now, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good, good, good. So um I've done a bit of research on you and you're actually is it born in the UK or from the
1: UK? So I lived here when I was really young, from like age three to six. And I, I was born in upstate New York um, in the States. But my dad got transferred here for work. And so, I mean, I have very little memory of those okay. times other than like my bedroom and like rooms in the house and maybe a field or something. But we were in Surrey. And um, from what I know, that's a beautiful area. It seemed like a nice little place to be for a couple of years.
0: Yeah. Have you uh, been Surrey recently or been back to there at No. All?
1: You know, i um, i went to a soccer game that someone said was close there like a fulham which yes. i believe is down at like craven's cottage somewhere in the somewhere close maybe maybe it's, i'm off
0: it's um it is west of it's south of london so i'll give you that mark but um <laughs>
1: <laughs> not not in the neighborhood though not in
0: yeah. the neighborhood no yeah so, so uh, i have
1: not i have officially not been back yeah, to sorry okay. then
0: well look, let's get this brings on to my next question really easy what's your favorite uk soccer team
1: well, I having been to that Fulham game. Yes. And cuz we we went through the Jaguars were nice course, enough to yeah. help us out and it was Connor Orr, a previous NFL writer who now works for Sports Illustrated. We had the greatest time and it was it was an intimate atmosphere and you just hear about soccer being like super rowdy and crazy. Uh, th- I know Fulham is just not that way. It seemed like more of a family-friendly environment. Yeah. Bottom line, like the game was so cool to watch. We were right by the field. So that's my team just because I bought a jersey at the time and thought it was, you know, I know that they we're struggling, and they've apparently gotten a little bit better. I don't promise to watch a lot of their games yeah. or any. So
0: I'm, I'm missing Jack here. Jack would give me an uh, <laughs> um, a, a equivalent Fulham to a NFL team. Um, yeah, I, I think the Jaguars probably would be a good shout. Interesting. Um, but yeah, Jack would probably... Uh, Slam me on Twitter later on, so... Uh, yeah, Jack's my co-host, by the way, so... Uh, yeah,
1: are we giving him the day off here? I feel like he should be thanking us for that, if that's the case, or...
0: He's you know. got a big event at work today, so okay. he just couldn't be here, so... Um, Hello to Jack. Maybe, maybe we FaceTime uh, uh, later on. Sure. And, um, so tell us, why are you a Browns fan? Um,
1: long story short, when I was growing up, growing up in the East Coast, like, outside of New York City, I was living in Connecticut, all, back then, was pre-cable television, like, all you could watch was Jets and Giants... All my school friends were Jets and Giants fans, and the Jets were similar to the Jets of today, just not very competitive. I knew that was not my team. My dad was sort of a Giants fan, and this was right when they were about to win the Super Bowl with Parcells, the first one, against the Broncos. And months before they did, I jumped ship because I had a friend who moved to my school in middle school um, from Cleveland, and he's like, you're going to be a Browns fan. It was just (laughs) in my ear every day. And I was like, listen, I'll give him a shot. I watched them play this Monday night game, and they were they were they bernie a quarterback they yeah. slayed the dolphins and i for some reason it just connected with me and i was like i want to pick my own team and so months later the drive happened the next year the fumble and i just thought this is my team i'm sticking with them but this the origin story is a little bizarre
0: yeah good good well it's great to have you uh, as a browns uh, ambassador you i could too. say okay good and um so we talked about alcohol earlier on who would you uh, most want to go for a drink with in the browns organization at the moment
1: you know, I always, for me, the players are cool, but I always like to find out, like, what the team building thoughts are, and I'd probably pick John Dorsey. I definitely would have picked Sashi Brown a few years ago. Yeah. I thought he was a fascinating guy, um, and I just like to find out what the plan is long range, I, even more than some of the coaches. But I, being at this couple Super Bowls, like, when you get a chance to talk to the teams, I always find the coaches the most interesting. They just have so many, so many years of knowledge, and they know so much about the team that if you can get a little bit of insight, you hear stuff you never would know about what's going on inside the locker room.
0: Mm. Okay, great. So Dorsey, uh, Dorsey's your man, yeah?
1: I, you know, I, I, I think this. I, when he came on, I really, I was a Sashi Brown guy. I liked what he was doing. Um, they failed to find a quarterback, and I think Dorsey came in and in a couple of months found two. And that's progress. That's what Cleveland hasn't had. So it's, it's a wait-and-see like, mode for me because every two years they change things in Cleveland. I think this is a different, bit of a different situation with him. And he's brought in a lot of talent quickly. I love that they had Scott McLuhan as a, as a yep. consultant on the draft. I think that's a big reason why Baker Mayfield is in yeah, Cleveland. Yeah, he loved to... He loved, uh, right? Yeah. So, it's, I, I, so, so far, so good with Dorsey.
0: Okay, good. Yeah. Would you turn up wearing one of his jerseys?
1: One of his sweatshirt yeah. type things? Um, you know, <laughs> okay. I've struggled to find Brown's gear in general that I okay. find uh, works <laughs> as a clothing option. So, I'd I'd give it a shot. It's a little toned down from some other stuff. So
0: Okay, good, good. And um, a tough question that most of my guests like. What body part are you willing to give up for the Browns to win the Super Bowl?
1: um like a toe i mean i don't i wouldn't need like most most like a little toe or something come on mark should it need it needs to be bigger it needs to be bigger than I mean, that mark. i can't i don't want to cut off like an ear or something but maybe it would be a digit maybe a finger a thumb or a, like a, a Man, this is this
0: is in the super bowl come uh, on mark Fine,
1: and, and a left arm cuz i'm right handed how about Excellent. that that's, left arm we'll there's there. a
0: hot take for you
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we win it this year mark i hope you like a left arm safe. yeah
1: that's it. not an official offer yet we can go back on that one so
0: all right, great, um, Mark. I'm totally new to this uh, podcast world, mm-hmm. and uh, thank you again for your time. Uh, seeing where you are now is a real uh, goal for me to aim for. Do you do you have any uh, jobs at the NFL? No, I'm joking. Seriously, <laughs> uh, can you can you uh, tell me how it all started for you, the podcast stuff?
1: It's um, it's funny because I started the NFL in 2010, and Dan okay. Hansis, who's the host of the Around the NFL podcast. Yes. We started at the same time, and we uh, thought we were going to get fired out of the gate because the, the, the lockout happened and they were reducing a lot of employees. We yeah. were we were so um, we were paid so little that they probably didn't even notice us on the payroll. And so we hung around and we just worked as hard as we could. But even back then, we were like, we should try to find a way to do something audio to cover the news. Like we really wanted to, and we started off um, a couple of years later doing something called the Debate Club, which were these little ten minute. Uh, roundabouts the NFL type thing that would get tacked onto the Dave Damashek podcast thanks to Dave. I mean, he was yeah. kind enough. We were total amateurs yeah, and okay. we didn't know what we were doing. And that, when Greg Rosenthal got hired um, and he jo- joined the Around the NFL and Chris Wesling soon after, the four of us joined forces to do the Around the, around the NFL podcast, which at that point, that's, that was 2013, I believe. Okay. And so it, it just kind of like, we were committed to doing three a week doing as much as we could, covering the games, trying to be a show that had humor, um, but also like a lot of football analysis, so okay. a little bit of thing, stuff for everyone. And it really just grew from there, and it's kind of inexplicable. I don't really know... I think all of us are just like, whoa, like we've done like 700 episodes, and we can't... We, there's no real strategy behind it, other than that we refused to stop doing it. We just kept doing them over and over.
0: Did you uh, did you uh, learn at all? Did you read anything online, or did you just go with the gut and go with it?
1: I mean, I always... Was interested from a distance in broadcasting. That um, really didn't have any experience doing it, and, and it was just reps. I think what what I I'm someone who like I like to prepare, and so if we do a Thursday preview show, all of us prepare a ton. We'll watch a ton of game tape, take a ton of notes. So when you when you want to stay up to date, and I think that it becomes easier to do episodes when you go in feeling good the worst episodes for me are when like I didn't get a chance to prepare what I wanted to do and you're kind of behind a little bit and you just don't really feel like you're providing like great content but as a group the four of us I think this is something we work really hard at week to week consistently and so all of us go in trying to be the best version of like what we can do to make a short answer much longer than it should. Be. No, that's fine. Yeah. That's
0: fine. So I've got Jack on my back all the time. Yep. He's gonna be very proud. I've actually got a show sheet with me today, Mark. Yeah,
1: it's very organised. Yeah. Impressive.
0: I even sent it to you before. You so, did. yeah, Jack's gonna give me a gold star later on. And um, yeah, any other advice have you got uh, for us? We're we've gone with a strategy of a show a day, twenty minutes, and we've, we've done it uh, thirty episodes already. Uh, yeah. Any any other little tips for us of so preparation? Anything else you would say? I think
1: like that's number one. You are prepared. You sent me all this before the show, which is great. But just the fact that you're doing a little something every day, and that's natural. And that it's not like oh well, you know, we'll we'll do a show and we might get another one up a month from now. There are some shows that like it's 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 not a priority for some people doing it. Uh, it is for you guys. And if you're providing something to Browns fans every single day, I think that's the best thing you can do. And you're just going to find like it becomes second nature to do it. And I just say make sure that. Who You know, you have chemistry that you guys continue to work together well and listen to each other and try to... I think you want to be friends as well as just yeah. podcast partners.
0: I think me and Jack are borderline friends at the moment. That will work. Yeah. <laughs> so with the uh, time difference, I classically will wake him up at 7 in the morning. Yeah. And he gets so angry with me. But we made, we made this pact that we're going to do one show a day. And, yeah, good on Jack. Good. Um, after his moaning and groaning, he uh, gets on <laughs> with it. So, um all right, excellent. You did a podcast on a boat.
1: Yes. How did it go? Um, and we were all pronouncing it the River Thames, which i have told okay. is absolute, absolutely wrong. So, how about tell me how we should be saying it so it's, I don't get it wrong again? It's the River Thames. Okay. okay. I, you know, I feel like I knew that, and I just, and it, it speaks to the fact that it was such a different environment. Um, I think it went fine. Like we we asked afterwards. Like we asked our producer like how she listened to, it, and she's like it was fine, guys. But it was like the first time we had done that kind of a show, and so uh, you know we're so we're so used to. I don't know if you've seen like our video stuff. We sit in the same order on these seats okay. like seven hundred times. <laughs> so suddenly we're on a boat with a bunch of like people on the boat as customers and yeah. like a. A woman serving drinks and snacks. It was a bit of an odd setting, but we did the best we could with it. And uh, we have a live show tonight, which will be another totally new experience. So it's like, you know, next time we do one on a boat, I think it'll be better. You always want to be in a, in a different setting, much better the second, third time out.
0: All right, excellent. And um, yeah, just tell us, um, London, what other things you've got planned between now and the rest
1: of the uh, week? So we're doing uh, like Sky Sports, which we did a little bit okay. of work with each Sunday last year, and we helped them on their Super Bowl show. Uh, Neil Reynolds has been awesome yes. with us, and so he's given us a chance to come back on. Uh, tomorrow we're going to do a little bit, on Wednesday. And then on Sunday, we're going to sit in during the whole eight-hour um, live live analysis section of the okay. game. So that's another thing we've never done. So it's like <laughs> England's providing a lot of new experiences. Other than that, we have, um, we have, a, we have a live show tonight. We have a, a meet-up after. We're doing um, a live event on Piccadilly on Saturday. Cool. It's like a maybe 30, 40-minute section and then probably just continue to meet with like the fans. Like that's the huge reason we came here is because our show is lucky enough to have this big listenership in London and in Germany, all throughout Europe. And so we wouldn't be here if it weren't for that dynamic. It, it would it simply they helped make this happen. So was, we've 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 found a few out and about, but um, at these events, I think we'll talk to a bunch. It'll be good.
0: All right, excellent. Well, Mark, this is a big moment for me. Mm-hmm. I've brought the bingo machine with me. Great. It's and um, we've got a load of questions and um, I'll put them online, but they're like, uh, Brown's divisional position, I'll take some hot takes for you, uh, Brown's player with the most receiving yards, it's getting a bit repetitive going over the same guys, so we've got a new bingo machine, Okay. so if you can give it a spin there, I think, yeah, I think it goes like this. Oh, there we okay, go. so yeah, if we pick the number out, excellent, we've got uh, number two. And the question is, how many full quarters do you think Mayfield will play hmm. throughout the season, guys?
1: So this is a really interesting development for Cleveland, obviously, to have Tyrod and Baker Mayfield. And I don't know how you come out of this year if the Browns, unless the Browns are sort of somehow a surprise playoff contender, without seeing Baker Mayfield. And it, number one, Tyrod Taylor, there's always the chance, the injury thing with him, is just. it just feels like it's an ever-present concern. But I think we'll see Baker Mayfield, I would say... For about 5 games That that would be my wow. guess I, I just think it will happen at the end of the year Maybe after the bye week If they're, if they're struggling um, I'd even say 6 So why don't I say 5.5 maybe And that would equal out to Terrible at math But I think 22? 22 quarters yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's right Yeah
0: Once again if Jack was here He'd have his calculator He would know. He would, he know he would know He could yeah. tell us if we're wrong Alright great let's go again Oh got 2 balls Technical issue um, number six, uh, Tyrod Taylor, um, how many, uh, th- uh, how many throwing yards do you think he'll get?
1: So I guess if we factor in Mayfield playing six games, five and a half, Tyrod's never really topped more than about 3000 yards or so. It's been, been he's had that two seasons where he played, I think 15 and 14 games or so. So I'm going to give him, um... In what I think will be a pretty good passing offense, if, if Josh Gordon plays wire-to-wire, yep. I'll give him, say, 2,300 yards.
0: Last question with the bingo machine. Excellent. Oh, ball number eight. Okay. Okay, brilliant. So how many sacks for Garrett this season?
1: I really think Garrett, based on not only just this preseason where he's been dominant, but really what we saw when he seemed healthy last year as well, he can get a sack a game. I feel like he's a defensive player of the year candidate and, and really the best player on Cleveland's roster. So, you know, I, last year, uh, I believe it was Chandler Jones had 17. Um, I think with, with Garrett, because I could see him, I don't know, it's hard to factor what, how that defense will go. I'm going to say 15 sacks. And I think that's more than anyone in Cleveland's had in, in, in absolute ages.
0: So you don't think Garrett's going to hit his age in sacks?
1: Not this year. Not this year. <laughs>
0: okay. Okay, good. Um, how many uh, total wins do you think the Browns going to get this season?
1: Well, so I think that they can be a, about a seven-win team. Okay. I really do. It's positive, Mark. Les. I, well, here's the thing. Last year, I thought they were going to be eight and eight, and so I would take okay. it with a grain of salt. <laughs> okay. But their schedule's pretty rough, uh, and I, I just wonder, though, if they can beat... There's a lot of talent. What they haven't done in the past is even beat the teams that seem to have similar talent or lesser than them. It's like they can't get out of their own way. Last year they lost all these games in the fourth quarter off killer Deshaun Kaiser turnovers and other nonsense. So if they can just simply reduce some of that, and I think with Tyrod and Baker Mayfield, these are two guys that their their strengths are not turning the ball over. And that would help Cleveland a lot, I think, with the better defense as well. That seven wins doesn't mean you're a great team in the NFL either. It's just simply sort of treading water, and, and they're overdue to overachieve for once. So it is an overly positive um, estimate, but I could see it happening.
0: Mark, if the Browns get two wins next season, I'm popping the champagne. It's it's an improvement. Yeah, I mean, that would be like,
1: (laughs) I don't know what 200, like two times the zero is still zero, more math, but like that would be an incredible result too, I guess, if if we want to be really, really uh, generous with them. I would be disappointed with two wins. Yeah. I think that, I think also that would mean, that would mean coaching change, Probably early in the year because two wins means they're probably going to start one and six. And I think that the one thing you want to avoid is a really really rough start. That whether Hugh Jackson or not should be the coach. I don't I don't think a more turnover in the middle of the year helps this team.
0: And um, sorry for putting you on the spot. Any games where you see we can uh, get the wins?
1: Well, I mean, I think they they can they could split with Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati's. I think the whole North is really tough. It, it, it's. Cleveland is their biggest issue is not being able to get out of their own division they can't they can't beat Pittsburgh. I think they're two and twenty against big Ben, yeah. big ben. It's just a disaster. Baltimore's better um they they also you know it's it's going to come from places teams they know. I think they could beat Baltimore once. I think they could beat Cincinnati uh could see they, they play the NFC south so that's not helping the argument here, but they could beat Tampa. Um, maybe you sneak a game, one other game against the South. I don't think that's highly probable. And then you chip away against some AFC teams. I mean, it's they really have a rough schedule. I I, I think a big statement game would be would beating Pittsburgh out of the gate, which you know they almost beat them in week one last year we with did. a much different team. Yeah, it's you know with Le'Veon Bell, you know where he is at this point. We don't even know what's going to happen with him on Sunday. Maybe you get a lesser version of this offense, and the defense is is, is you know they're good, but. Cleveland has to finally show they can score some points with, with Josh Gordon on the field, too. There's a lot happening that just hasn't been present for Cleveland the last few years.
0: Um, well, yeah, we came so close last year. Mm-hmm. The, um, that uh, punt, fumble type thing. Yeah,
1: and little do we know what and was we, to come, was... right, after that. As a Browns fan, I mean, it was 15 more games of utter hell after <laughs> that one. So.
0: But we came close in, I think, six games. So Yeah, the, the... yep. Obviously, the 0-16 is there, but we did six games, we did come close. So, Freaky
1: yeah. stuff has to happen to go 0-16, and <laughs> yeah. it did to Cleveland last yeah. year.
0: Okay, great. Um, last question, Mark. What's your very, very, very hot take for the Browns this season? This is where we want something crazy, a bit different.
1: Okay, I, I mean, number one, if they're going to go 7-9 and nine or something, like, hot take is not playoffs or anything like that. Yep. Here's what I could see happening to Cleveland, which would... Set up a very nice off season that would attract free agents. Um, if there's a chance they need to find a new coach, they're in a much better position to get a good coach this off season if they finish well with the talent they have. Then last January, where everyone wanted them to fire Hugh Jackson, what coach would they have gotten? Let's say though that per my theory that Baker Mayfield finishes the year that he pulls a Jimmy G like five and O record to cap the campaign. So they go in. They're about two two and. Uh, nine or so or whatever and then he pulls out five straight wins to finish them at seven and nine and you go into the off season with a ton of hope the same way that San Francisco did excellent Mark
0: thank you for the hot take mate you heard it here first on the Paul Brown podcast Um, we upset we didn't get Jimmy
1: I was really upset at the time now I'm happy with the way things have played out since I think that Baker Mayfield is from what I from what little we've seen I'm really excited about Baker Mayfield I think they found a really special player and by getting Tyrod Taylor, they can, they can do what they want with Baker Mayfield's career this year. So I think they played that really well. The Jimmy G thing uh, was, I, I put that on the last front office a little bit. I also put it on Bill Belichick not wanting to trade into Cleveland. Cleveland would have offered, I believe, much more than just a second round pick. And there's a Shanahan Belichick relationship. And it got him out of the AFC. And I think, I think he just, it was never going to be for Cleveland. But yes, yeah, so I was very upset. I don't know if you remember that there was that Instagram post that Jimmy G had where he talked about moving on from New England and it was in, it was not last season it was last off season and I, I read it in the middle of the night and then it got pulled and everyone thought that it was a message that he had been traded to the Browns Yeah. Uh, but that never came to be he just stayed with New England and got shipped to San Francisco so that was a letdown when I saw that that didn't happen he just seemed like the perfect guy to, for Cleveland to use their draft capital to get and when it didn't happen I thought they're just going to go back into the darkness for another three years but that's not the case now yeah
0: okay great well look Mark thank you again for your time thank you Uh, Mark where can we find your details
1: so um, on Twitter at Mark Sessler uh, Mark with a C Sessler is S-E-S-S-L-E-R NFL Um, on Instagram just Mark Sessler the name and we our podcast is um, well I tweet about the podcast so does Dan Greg and Wes and it's on the Around the NFL uh, Twitter handle as well
0: excellent Um, I must say uh, I've been following your Instagram it's great if, have you, got, you. Have you got uh, a camera crew p- around taking all that for you? They put it together really well. Well, so
1: especially with London, we had um, a, a, a British-based photographer who did a great job. He's from NFL UK. Um, he followed us around all yesterday and took some great shots. Uh, we have our producer, Erica Tamposi, who's – she's great with video, and she's done – it's 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 kind of like everyone's helping out. I take a little video. Dan does the rest of the yep. group does. Wes loves photography. Greg, Greg is new to Instagram. He's trying to get his – trying to get that thing going so give him a follow as well please
0: all right excellent mark thank you for your time enjoy london change is coming